brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that's kind of entertaining, somewhat not, entertaining. Not even entertaining. Theoretically <laughs> somewhat, entertaining. Somewhat less than entertaining for 40 minutes. It's like dark matter. The, the scientists are pretty sure it's there, but they can't really prove it. So, yeah, yeah that's our humor. Yep. Um, we are still banned in Alabama, which is funny because we're going to be drinking something from Alabama today. So, I don't know how that's going to work. We're probably going to prison. Yeah, it's, that's that's true. Just like the distiller. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is <laughs> Harm is not with us today, and he's the one that always screams, roll tide. So. Please, I thought I'd get through a whole day without hearing those. I we, thought I was going to go all any of us, night without oh, hearing that. You know, you, know? you know, I'm not yelling at please. You know, and stuff. So, hey, it's all about the you. Anyway, that ought to make a few people mad. <laughs> this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. Thanks, Bob. I'm a little bit, a little bit tired. I was playing some redneck golf out behind the the mini golf and back of the pickly wiggly, but I'm here. I mean, I'm not even going to ask what redneck golf is. It probably involves a shotgun and your sister. Right. You don't Baseball know what redneck golf is? Mailboxes. Uh, no. Oh, shame on you. Can you call yourself a white cracker? My family are from the mountains of North Carolina, sir. We are Scotch descendants. Therefore, we play real golf, not that stuff you guys play. I know the two of you, if there's not a big giant dinosaur involved and a free game, if you get it in his rear end, then uh, that's not golf. Uh, where I come don't, from, we play on a proper course. Do not forget the windmill. Okay. Right. right. There's always a windmill. I got one in the backyard. So, <laughs> And made man Maury. Good morning, Bob. It's a pleasure to be here. I love what you did to the basement today. Isn't it bright and cheerful? So, it's yeah. bright and cheerful. I won't talk about the, uh, well, I just won't talk about the Alabama theme. Well, if you are from Alabama, then you probably do have somebody living in your basement. It's a little damp, but, you know, other than damp, you know. And, and good old boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. I appreciate the sweet tea with our tasting session today. Well, this is the South. You're supposed to drink it sweet. Is, is that a windmill in the corner? <laughs> yes, that's a windmill in the corner. That's definitely a windmill in the corner and a giant dinosaur. No, that's the Loch Ness Monster. No, it could be with, with the show that we have today. All right. Maury and Brent and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. Check us out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. We recently did some work for the 
gentlemen at Honor Flight this week. I'd raise some money for them to send some of those heroes up to D.C. So that's a great thing. Those those guys deserve to go to D.C. It's, Absolutely, uh, it's it's they they're actually sending a couple of them to the D-Day Museum in New Orleans. So, and I oh, think nice. Carl is going. One of the gentlemen that was at the event last night, where the mafia donated quite a few things, was is uh, Carl. He is the kissing sailor from Times Square. And let me tell you, the guy is, he, he, he's the man. He's, yeah. he's just the man. <laughs> Our show is also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, visit ftlws.com. Our show is also sponsored in part. Our show is also sponsored in part. another one. By Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enigmatic Machine, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at www.finespirits.net. And our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee, and other lovely drinks such as that. In today's show, we're going to be discussing some whiskeys, and we're going from both sides of the pond today. We have some lovely whiskeys from Lac Lamande, and we have some whiskeys from Clyde Mays. And here's the ones we're going to be discussing. We have Lachlamond Original, Lachlamond 12-year-old, Lachlamond 18-year-old, Clyde Mays Alabama-style whiskey, and Clyde Mays Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And now we're going to have Justin tell us all about our SIPS ratings. We'll be tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with these SIPS ratings plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. SIPS ratings. One, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. He remembered to pause for the sound. I know. <laughs> it's our little boys growing up. <laughs> Girls. Two, nice. Well, what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three, hmm, interesting. What was this? What was this again? <laughs> keep on his toes. Four. Let's keep this sacred to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. You're on a wire? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a wire. Yeah. He's going back to that wire. I was thing. on a wire. Yeah. I was on a wire. <laughs> Just conf- like hanging <laughs> from a wire. I I I really don't like know. The high wire. It's very green mileish. I, I I'm trying to figure it all out with this guy. I I, I don't know. So, if you're not on a wire, you're unaware. <laughs> You should have just stopped while you were ahead. I'm just, you know. <laughs> On a good positive note, though, we did see the Loch Ness monster recently. You're going, you're going a little fast because we're getting ready to go to Alabama here. So slow it down, sport. All right. So our first uh, whiskeys we're going to talk about today are some products from Clyde Mays Distillery. A um, little bit of story about Clyde. After getting discharged in the Army in World War II, he came home to Alabama, and upon his, revi- his arrival back home, needed to find a job and started doing the one thing he knew how to do, which was making whiskey. And because of his handiwork, he spent eight months at the lovely Federal Penitentiary at Maxwell Air Force Base in Montgomery, Alabama. And once he was paroled, he went right back to doing what he was doing. So... Still stilling since 1946, 
legal since 2001 for 70 years of dedication and perseverance. It has been named the official state spirit of Alabama. And I'm pretty sure they made a uh, movie out with him, you know, out of him. Nice, mm. nice uh, Corvette vehicle driving around some stuff in the back. Well, it's the official state spirit of Alabama. You know, the official state bird. What's that? Mosquito. Mosquito. Yeah. But I'm All right. Well, our first product that we're going to talk about from them is the Quiet Maze Original Alabama Style Whiskey, which is at 42.5% ABV. It's uh, age six to seven years, according to the information that we got from them. Alabama Style Whiskey is where they take bourbon whiskey and age it with dried apples. And the first time I heard this, I thought, Okay, not sure where this is going to go. Not sure this is going to be for me, but uh, opened it up and honestly, pleasantly surprised. Um, you're not missing that this thing is has been macerated in dried apples. I mean, right off the bat, the nose. You're definitely smelling the fruit. I mean, it's sweet. It's fruity. It's. Uh, Stop talking about Brent. Let's stick to the whiskey. Well, he's just sweet. Um, and fruity. <laughs> if you get him drunk enough, um, you know, one time at Fire Island and they talk about you forever. Oh, I know. Time, I man. know. But really interesting nose on it. And on the palate, again, you are not going to miss that this has dried apples added to it. But honestly, it's, uh, I was very surprised. I, I thought going in, this would not be something I would like at all, but it's, it's, actually very nice it's not the first thing i would grab but you know off the shelf if i'm looking for a especially if i'm looking for a traditional bourbon but very sweet the fruit is right in your face uh obviously the apples but you get a bit of a pear note there very 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 sweet sticky ish um not sweet as in sugar but just as in flavor um the bourbon comes through on the underside it's got a nice finish on it um I could see myself, you know, getting a big glass of ice and maybe a cinnamon stick for a stir and pouring a half a glass of this and sitting by the pool during the day. It, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I, I, you know, I didn't think I would, and I really, I, I liked it. What do you think, Brent? Yeah, it has. It's it, the first thing you notice right off the bat is it's, it's fairly dark. It's got a nice dark mm -hmm. copper color. It's and so you know when a lot of times we see some of these and it's and they're so light. Or something, and this one is is different. It's a nice dark. I color. wonder if it came from the apples, or if it came if the whiskey was already. I mean, it says six to seven years, so it's got some time on yeah. it. I don't know how long the, the apples are on it. I don't think it's for that length of time. No, they, there's no way they could have yeah. left the apples in that long. But like, I get the first thing I get corn and fruit. That mm -hmm. was the first, the first, yeah. thing, right off the bat, corn fruit, and fruit, fruit and vegetables. Yeah. yeah, yeah, corn and fruit. You know, I get the apples, pears, cherries, a small hint of cinnamon. And a little bit of pie spice, it really kind of reminded me of of that uh, of that apple pie. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, you know, stick around, put it in a put it in a, yeah. in a glass, stick, put a cinnamon stick in there and stuff. A big steaming piece of apple pie yeah. with yeah. a really good scoop of ice cream on it and a big bowl, and pour this all over the top of it. Oh, I it, yeah, I, was, I, I think I, I think I could hurt that. Yeah, this had oh, yeah. A, this had a great mouthfeel, beautiful mouthfeel, and as you as you kind of mentioned, I was pleasantly surprised because it's not what I expected from an Alabama whiskey of it, of all things. Well, what did you expect to be married to its sister? Well, I've had possibly exactly. 
But I've had too many, too many bourbons and whiskeys from the south and from some of these that and things that are you know flavored in various ways. Yes, that, yes. Yeah, and that, so that you're expecting that either that chemically taste of a flavor pack or just being overdone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You could tell he's been doing it a long time. Yeah. And we'll be back. And we're back, and we're talking about the uh, Alabama-style whiskey from Clyde May. So, Maury, what'd you think? Well, firstly, Bob, I'm happy to know that you renamed that puddle out back your pool. You are talking about sipping this by the pool the all day. pond. Yeah. Well, cement pond. Mm-hmm. So that's where that, me and Ellie May go. That's, that's nice. Um, I agree with a Yankee. lot of what's been said, but I do have to say that I was expecting a mouthful of apples. I was expecting, you know, apple-flavored whiskey much like you've seen lots of these on the on the shelf and for me i really have to search deep to find the apple and that's not a, a criticism that's actually a compliment i think it just is a balanced whiskey it's a nice whiskey we talked earlier in the day about some whiskeys with a lot of corn up front on the palate and in this case i don't agree with brent i don't really get a lot of corn i get a nice balanced whiskey and they've really done magic with the apples to really balance it out and just add flavors. Yes, it gets some cinnamon. Yes, it gets some baking spice. But I don't find this to be an apple bomb. I don't really find this to no, be. And that's, no, that's no, what no, I like about it. Because like no, I said, when no. you think of flavored whiskey, no, was, I'm, expect, I'm expecting something with a flavor pack dumped right. in it. Yeah. And it's going to have it's that chemically that lab taste. Nose, it's not. Even that's natural, natural. It doesn't have a, it doesn't hit yeah, you it's not. It's not. It doesn't hit you right in the face. No, not yeah, at all. And I really like it. And I agree with you. I don't find it sugary sweet. You know, I started to listen to your description. It's It's sweet on the tongue, but it's not. sense that, you know, again, that this would be like. Like a picket, one of the Jim Beam, you know, yeah. cherry tart, yeah, whatever. But it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's really a nice whiskey. Um, it, it, if you didn't know better, you'd think it was a bourbon made in Alabama. It's technically not a bourbon because of the little treatment that makes it slightly different. Uh, but I think it's really lovely. I, I think it's it's yeah. it's really nice. What do you think, Justin? I think this is right up there with the uh, old William Wolf pecan. It's a flavored whiskey done right. I had a weird pencil eraser note on the nose, but it went away after 10 or 15 minutes. And then I just got a really pleasant whiskey, nice heat on the palate, decent finish. And the corn and the um, apples together kind of tasted like raisins to me. And I got some oak notes on the end. It was really nice. Yeah, I mean, I I think it was a good one. And we're going to give that one three sips. Interesting. And Maury's going to tell us about our second one. No, I'm going to tell you. Oh, no, wait, Brent. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Because that's because I'm not going to be telling you about the scotches. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Would have never guessed. You got to get outside your comfort zone there, boy. So so our next product is the Clyde May Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 46% ABV. Uh, I guess that would be uh, 92 proof. Uh, aged four to five years. Damn, he's getting 50. good at this math thing. I, I'm going to get past it sooner or later. You're going to get thrown out of Alabama. Uh, yeah, they'll never let me in Alabama if I can figure that out. <laughs> good thing we're already banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's aged four to five years in new 53-gallon uh, oak barrels, and it's non-chilled filtered. Again, this one has a really nice dark copper color, which... Again, surprises me because of some of the stuff that we had. And sometimes when I see that dark copper color in a southern 
bourbon or whiskey, I always, I automatically think it's been overdone. Oh, overdone. I'm going to, you know, and this was not it. Um, right on the nose, I, I got corn and pepper on the nose. And, you know, I think the corn notes came out just because it's only the four to five years. And I, I can't wait for this to be three or four years older. Mm. I really think that, that, you know, things are really going to improve with it. But I got, uh, you know, to, the pepper, tobacco, vanilla, dark cherries, a really nice long finish with this. Pleasantly surprised. I'm happy about it. I enjoy drinking it. I really, really want to see what happens in three or four years because I think, I think when that corn balances out hmm. from everything, this is going to be something really nice. Well, I can tell you why you're not getting that burn flavor. This is this it is a source bourbon. So that that's definitely what's you're, helping them out. You're but. ruining all my all my hope and expectations. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you about your expectations because uh, we recently had an event where these guys brought about four or five expressions, and we had the opportunity to taste a couple that were significantly older. And I got to tell you, the ten year expressions that they had were fantastic. I mean, they really made this look like a beginner. No, and I, I, I think there's nothing that. wrong with this yeah. today. But I'm going to tell you that this whiskey in another four to five years is will knock your socks off. That's what I got down. I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it amazingly. Well, there is some you know, some of that so. available today. Uh, I don't know how widely available, but uh, it's definitely out there. And the packaging is beautiful. Uh, it's a little more dressed up than than say these. And uh, as I said, they they were beautiful. They were really well done. But I agree with everything you said. I think it's a nice bourbon. And it's well made it's got a nice mouth feel it's balanced it's got i love the finish it's just long goes on and on and on and uh really nothing bad to say about it what do you think jason well, i went through the alabama whiskey but we're doing the straight bourbon now hmm? yeah. yeah we're uh, yeah we're on the yeah, bourbon, on the bourbon. Yeah. welcome to the conversation yeah. <laughs> i had a really nice mouth feel for the straight bourbon i thought that um it was very very good it had like a light nose to it. It had a decent finish. It was solid straight bourbon. All right. Well, we man are have, going man to have many uh, words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are going to uh, give this one three sips. Interesting. Very close to a four. I thought it was uh, definitely a step up from the uh, oh, entry yeah, level I, one. I can see in a couple of years that this is definitely going higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you so, I hope well, we can uh, revisit some of those. Sourced. I don't know if they're keeping it down there or if they're just getting it at age and bottling it. So I, I don't know. But well, well, but that's interesting. They've been distilling since one legally. Yeah. So you'd think that by now they'd have a lot of their well, own stuff. This particular one, I don't know about any of the other stuff. They just it just said this one. So yeah. Um, so we're going to leave Alabama with our dignity intact, and we're going to skip over the pond. the pond, and we're going to ask Maury to come in and uh, tell us a little bit about Lachlamond. Why, thank you, Bob. The original Lachlamond distillery was first established in Arakar in 1814, but closed three years later. The present Loch Lomond Distillery was established in 1964, an excellent year, by an American, Yay. By the name of Duncan Barton. 
the former owner of the Little Mill Distillery, which had been established in 1772 and was one of the oldest distilleries in Scotland. Whereas most conventional pot stills in Scotland can produce alcohol at around 70% alcohol by volume, the stills that Mr. Barton installed at Loch Lomond, referred to as the Lomond stills, can produce alcohol up to 90% alcohol by volume due to having special distillation trays in the necks, which allow for greater contact with the cooling alcohol vapor. You know what that is? That's, that's a combo still. That's yeah, what that is. It's almost like a You call. see that? I mean, when they put them in, I, I don't think you know anybody really knew what those are, but now you see a lot of the craft distilleries. It's a pot still with a rectifying column. It's, it's a cross between the two. So, Correct. And so they began spirit production at Loch Lomond in 1965 and continued making whiskey for the next 20 years until the distillery was closed in 1984. Bummer. It was then purchased by Alexander Bullock and the Glen Katrine Company, who resumed whiskey production in 1987. In 1994, they added a coffee still to the distillery and began producing grain whiskey on site in addition to malt whiskey. And at the time, they were the only distillery in Scotland producing both grain and malt whiskey. In 1999, they added two new malt stills. Loch Lomond ferments their mash for 92 hours instead of the more common 48 hours as they feel it allows for a brighter, more fruity spirit. And we'll see if that holds true shortly. They also are one of only four distilleries in Scotland with an on-site cooperage. The distillery was purchased by Colin Matthews, CEO of Loch Lomond Group, with the backing of London-based Exponent Private Equity in March of 2014. And this year, Loch Lomond became the official spirit of the British Open and the Rico Women's British Open. Is that golf? There's a stick in a ball. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. In addition, be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's going to... Looks like he's got about an eight-eye. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. Well, thank you. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Golf. I thought, I thought my redneck golf was bad. In, golf. <laughs> in addition to the Loch Lomond single malt line, the distillery also produces the Inch Murin, and Inch Moen brands, as well as the High Commissioner blend. While they're classified as Highland, they're just across the line from the Lowland region. So let's get started with our first expression. And we're going to have Justin. Justin, tell us about it. Loch Lomond Original. Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap! <laughs> and this Say is that again. 40% alcohol by volume. And it goes for 27 bucks. This is their entry-level whiskey, non-aged stated, and aged in American X Oak. American Oak X Bourbon Cask. Still oak, but it's X Bourbon Casks. And it's a light color. And um, it's got peat on the nose. <laughs> Has a vanilla... And caramel notes also, and a medium finish. 
And um, it's pretty enjoyable. And for scotch, this is a pretty nice price point. If you want a peated scotch that won't make you um, sick, if you're not a peated scotch fan, this is a good place to start. Well, if you're not a peated scotch fan, then I really don't want you in my house. How'd you invite me? Because we just love looking to look on your face when we feed you scotch. So what did you think? Well, <laughs> the the nose was kind of like, yeah, clap, clap. Golf clap. Yeah. I could definitely get, definitely get the peat on the nose and on the palate right away. It was, uh, it was like I, when I say peat, I always want to say like, cause I'm in South Florida, swamp grass. Because that's uh, burnt swamp grass is my uh, my thing, but I got a little Cheerios, some nuts, I had a creamy mouthfeel. Hey, if that appeals to people, that's great. You know, I did not like adding water to it; it brought out too much of the of the peat notes to me. So, but you know, that's that's me. I know Maury enjoyed it more than me, so let's go to you, Maury. Oh. Maury is a guy who enjoys a creamy mouthfeel. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Just saying. Again, one night at Key West, and everybody's all over you. I'm glad your dad's still filling cream donuts. Exactly. Uh, I thought this was a nice whiskey. Uh, it, it, it definitely benefited from some air. I was not in love with it when it first came out of the bottle. Uh, with a little bit of air, it really opened up nicely. Um, again, creamy mouthfeel, beautiful color, nice on the palate. I love it. Um, and uh, <laughs> the uh, that has got to be the sissiest ringtone I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Oh my gosh, it's awful. <sighs> water, water helped it a little bit. Uh, I, I, I'm on the fence as to whether or not it was better with the water or without the water. Um, I, I like it, I think it's a nice entry level. I would agree with all the, the tasting notes that have been said so far. It's a, it's a real nice, uh, well-made scotch. It is not dominated by peat and smoke. Uh, I'm not a big peaty, smoky whiskey fan, and I think that this whiskey um, is really fairly balanced. Uh, and, uh, again, the air allows the smoke to sort of blow off a little bit mm -hmm. and balance out. And the water probably also re would reduce the smoke just a little bit. So, all in all, nice whiskey. Yeah, I, I pick up, I mean, on the nose... It's I'm picking up you know a bit of a cereal note, some some hay and and just a light sweetness, and on the palate I definitely pick up some cereal notes, very creamy. I get some nuttiness uh, up front, um, just a very light bit of citrus, uh, but with water and the tasting notes from the distillery will bear this out as well. Um, they said with water, you're going to pick up some pepper. And absolutely, with a minute, I put a drop of water. The pepper immediately came through. And then on the back palate, just the slightest bit of like tropical fruit and pineapple in the back. Um, very, very light smoke on the exhale. Uh, I know anything with smoke sends these two over an edge. Um, I wouldn't call this smoky or peaty. I'd just barely light smoke. Um, you know, I think it's a lovely whiskey. It's, oh, yeah, wait uh, till I get to the next one. Then. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, here's the thing. Here in Florida, retail on this is $27. I mean, this is a hell of a whiskey for $27. Oh, I don't disagree there at all. Yeah, this is this is extremely yeah. well-made, extremely well-put-together. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, and we're giving this a. Uh, yeah. Peace, brother. Well, isn't that nice? Two sips. All right, so we're going to move on to the Waquaman 12. Uh, this expression is made of whiskeys aged in three types of casks. They have ex-bourbon casks, they have refill casks, and then recharge casks. The whiskey is non-chill filtered. It's 46% ABV. Um, on the nose, I get a sweet, almost a baked bread aroma coming off of it. You definitely get on the palate. Hold on. Mm. I get a bit of a nuttiness to it. Um, get some sweet fruit on the front. A little bit of lemon on the side palate. Um, brown sugar. A little bit of stewed fruit. And with a little bit of water, I get just a, a hint of leather and tobacco on the back. Um, it's got a pretty decent finish on it. I'd say a medium finish. It's got an absolutely lovely color. Um, you know, really nice whiskey. What do you think, Justin? I thought this one had a deeper peat on the nose than the original non-age stated Lac Leman. I thought that um, the mid-palate was pretty nice, and it had a good finish. And this one also is well-balanced. And uh, a little bit of water really mellowed out the smoke. And it was it was a lovely whiskey. I will point out we had barbecue for lunch. I think he's still smelling his fingers, man. <laughs> I'm not getting any smoke really off of this at all. You're not really. Mm -hmm. Let me have the bottle, please. Maybe I'm drinking the wrong yeah, whiskey because I'm yeah because I get um, I mean I'm getting smoky peat on it, uh, tobacco. I mean I really feel like somebody's chasing me around with a big tobacco leaf and hitting me upside the head with it. Is kind of how I feel about it. Somebody's trying to kill me with it. But I I get a lot of the uh, you know I get some of the fruits, uh, I, but I for me it's it's overly smoky, peaty, burnt, you know that I don't you know that I I don't care for, um, you know it's I I actually like the entry level one better than this one, and we'll get to the next one after this. But I mean it was um, this one here to me. Too much tobacco for me. I just uh, wasn't. Yeah. Well, that's like like your opinion, man. Alice, can we have things Brendel say for two hundred, please? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Says the man who doesn't drink scotch. So, yeah, yeah um, I I respectfully disagree. I, I'm not a okay. smoky peaty that's whiskey okay. man. I don't get smoke I don't on get this. Any smoke, really? I get I mean, a hint of peat, but this, not much the smoke. Slightest bit of wisp of smoke on the very tail end of the finish. Yeah, no, but this is not. These guys call peaty whiskey. We need to find some educated people. Stop hanging out in Alabama. And we're back, and we are talking about some of the single malts, Malakalaman, and we are still talking about the uh, 12 year. So, uh, Maury, what did you think about it? Well, as I said, I think it's a beautiful whiskey. I think it's a step up from the original. I love the little more age on it. I find it to be a little bit more balanced. I really don't get much smoke at all. I get a little hint of peat. Um, it really blows off with some air. Uh, water does it, does it wonders. Uh, it's really 
definitely an improvement when you add the water you get um those leather and tobacco notes but but again no more smoke if anything less smoke less peat mm. i find with the water it gets a little more tropical fruit uh at that point in time it's got a delicious lovely mouth feel uh really super made whiskey i, I love the packaging i love that uh a royal stag on the front with a little yeah, crown. The packaging I mean, is the really packaging nice. Is it? really first class. They make them all look nice. I have green bottle, the the gold and black label with the colored uh, label to tell you which one each one is. It's yeah. nice. But uh, I, I like this whiskey quite a lot, and uh, I, I was not expecting to enjoy it quite as much as I have. And uh, beautiful whiskey. Yeah, I. And the color, I, I real, I mean, you know, the, the color on it's lovely. Copper, I, yeah, I copper. really, really like this one a lot. I again, I'm, I'm not picking up smoke like they are. No, I'm um, picking up a lot of tobacco though. I mean, I like I said, I think somebody's chasing me around with a big tobacco leaf. Here's the crazy one. thing: uh, if you take this and the original, put them together, and move your nose back and forth between the glasses, I mean, you, you couldn't find two entirely different aromas in your. I mean, one is like a tropical fruit bomb. So that's that's pretty dang remarkable. I don't know what the year is on on the original, but that's not an age statement. Yeah, I mean, but wow, what a difference! I mean, what a what a difference! And and I, I like the original, but I preferred the original over this twelve year. Yeah, this is this is more and the maybe classic. that's because I'm not really that much of a Scotch. And again, guy, they're I, I think they're West Highlands. They're they're near the border of Lowlands. I think this is more. I mean, I find it more to be of a Lowlands style, which is fine by me. I I like them all, but. I think it's extremely well put together. Typically, you're not known for getting a lot of heavily peated and smoky whiskeys from either Lowland yeah. or Highland. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, these guys, we need to feed them smocked more. Just watch your heads fall off. <laughs> um, yeah, on this, I definitely get, you know, I get, I get some, some fruit. I, I get, uh, on the nose, I definitely can pick up. It's like sweet, sweet bread, almost like a pastry. Um, yeah, and I get that tobacco on it. It's... Uh, yeah, it's lovely. I, these guys are nuts. I'm ignoring them. So, <laughs> I've been ignored before. So we're going to give this one a three. Solid three. Interesting. They could be higher if we didn't have these two in a room. That's just what I'm uh, saying. I think I was the only one that was lower than you guys. I think everybody else had uh, had that. So well, I was teetering on a four. Really? Yeah. That's All right. What, it's better mm-hmm. of the. It's actually my favorite of the line, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. That's that's I we're getting to my favorite of all three of them right here, the one that's coming up. Really? Yes. Wow. Who's well, let me who's tell the you one? about it? I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. Tell me. Tell us then. Our next product is the Loch Lomond 18 year at 46 percent ABV. It's a 90 dollar bottle of whiskey, which again I think is uh, very very uh, value priced for an 18 year old whiskey. This expression is made of whiskeys aged in three types of casks, that being bourbon casks, refill, and recharred casks. It is non-chill filtered. Um, It's got a lovely copper color. I just love the color. And uh, it's got a beautiful nose. Definitely got less smoke on the nose. It's got a nice mouth feel. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Ah, uh, it's definitely got a little bit of baking spice. You get some brown bread and nuts, a little toasted oak, perhaps even a little tea and tobacco. Uh, it's a nice whiskey. Uh, I was expecting to like it a whole lot more than the 12, but actually uh, I found that when I added water, it 
uh, took away from it. It was better without the water. And in general, I thought that the uh, 12-year actually edged it out a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm just the opposite because uh, this one here, this one had this, it was like, to me, it was a much more balanced. I wasn't overpowered by the by the smokiness or the peatiness or the tobacco-ness. And I got all the, a lot more of those flavors that were just kind of smooth. It was like everything was like smoothed out from the uh, from the 12 year no the 12 year was a little bit overpowering to me and this one here i was expecting oh my god if the 12 year was going to kill me i'm pretty much this one's going to uh come after me as well and then i then i tasted this one and it was like wow this is this one is like matured it's nice and and smooth creamy mouthfeel i really enjoyed it i was pleasantly surprised how how i enjoyed this one especially compared to the 12 and i don't know why somebody, even somebody call an ambulance them. i think he's having a seizure or something yeah somebody better check my pulse he actually yes. said he likes scotch yeah wow yeah i added some water to it it even i thought that softened it even more god bless you um, come to the dark side with me the, come on but this, this all day one here mm -hmm. so this one here to me was a night and day difference like some of you guys were talking earlier about the night and day difference i think bob was of of the of the original and the 12 to me the 12 and this one were night and day difference and i enjoyed this one a whole lot more you know justin what about you i think that the juice definitely seemed to be the same in the 12 the 18 the 18 just mellowed out all of the notes of the 12 even more and made it a lot more subtle and an easy drinker. But I preferred the contrasts of the 12 more. But it's a really good deal for an 18. And if you like a nice, smooth whiskey with delicate notes, this is not a bad choice. Nice. I, I'm impressed. He actually had words. Look at him. I'm impressed. You obviously have a wonderful <laughs> economy with words. I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness. Awesome. The 18 is absolutely lovely. Again, uh, like the other two, a hell of a value. I mean, if you're not drinking this, you should be, especially for the price. Um I really, really like the 18. It was the much, I, it was the much more refined, much more delicate, much more complex. I felt the 12 was wonderful. It was, you know, there was a, it was a flavor bomb. There was a lot there, but it was more in your face. This one you have to sort of close your eyes and really think a little bit harder to pull the stuff out. Where they differed for me was the 18 with water. I thought took it down a notch, whereas yeah, the 12 sure, yeah, with did. water took it up a notch, and that's. It happens with every whiskey you try. You know, that's why I add water. That's why I try to add water to everything I try, because you never know. It's right. you know, it's a 50-50 shot. It's going to be good. It's going to be bad. But, you know, give it a shot and see. Um, you know, it's it's a really, really nice. Again, you get that sort of sweet pastry nose up on the front. Um, again, nuts, some toasted oak. Um, I definitely get uh, a bit of bit of black tea on the nose and on the palate. Mm. especially uh on the back end and the exhale it's like a, a leather and a tobacco box in there it's more of a it's more of a cigar box than it is 
smoke per se. Um, yeah, see, for, for me, the, the tobacco on the 12 really, really came out a lot, especially mm. with the added water. With this one, I didn't have those tobacco notes as more. And so, you know, those, you know, the other, some of the other flavors were able to, to blend well, blend well with it. Mm. That's what, that's what makes it so much nicer for me. But this one, if you give it a little bit of time and just keep thinking about it, I did pick up, I picked up some some ripe green apple on this. I picked up a little bit of a uh, little bit of berry yep. in the mid tongue. I mean, it's 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 a much more delicate spirit, and there's a lot of stuff in there. Whereas the twelve, you see everything right up front. This one, you have to sort of hunt for it. Um, not saying one's better than the other that way, but it's just you know it's, it's all what you it's, want, right? I think it depends on what yeah. you're on what you like. You know, if you like those, I think if you like the stronger, more powerful flavors, mm -hmm. the twelve is yeah. something you know. But if you like something, you know, yeah. you know, blended out a little bit more and and more evenly balanced, mm -hmm. I think the eighteen is more so my was, speed. It's was more the, my speed. Was the twelve a little bit too rough for your delicate palate? Yes, it was. <laughs> Yes, glad, it was. Glad the eighteen treated your sensitivities yeah. better. I'm telling you, well, they do have they do have some older expressions. If you're really nice, they might send us some. I'm just saying. Uh, well, no, I mean it's uh, yeah, it's they're they're three entirely different animals, and uh, and I really I got to say I really enjoyed I really enjoyed all three of them. Um, they were all very different. Exactly. They very. Were, I mean, it's well, they have. I believe they have traditional pot stills. They've got. You know what we would call here a rectifying pot still, a combo still. So, and they have regular coffee still. So, I mean, these guys have the ability to make all kinds of different spirit here, and they and I, you know, and they do. So, I think it gives them a little bit more of a wider range on what maybe they can produce as far as a flavor profile. And I, I think they're taking advantage of that because I'm, you know, they're the, the twelve and the eighteen. You can definitely tell are from you know the same family um the original if you mm. if you blindfolded me and and asked me you know if that would you know, put 20 of them out there i probably couldn't match it to to either one of these two tasted like knockmore kind of but it's great i mean i i really liked it it just it's it's just an entirely different fra flavor profile i mean that one was like it was like eating a you know a, a stick of fruit gum i mean it was it was very very fruit forward whereas these are you know a little bit more traditional but you know, nonetheless, you know, excellent whiskeys. Um, you know, I I really liked them. Yeah, after trying the eighteen, I would like to see what the old, so some of the older ones taste like. That would, uh, you know, just just because I had the twelve, and I, you know, and I know you guys like that overpowering tobacco and stuff. But there's just the I think the 18 is usually the sweet spot. Yeah. I find what happens. Yeah. The, yeah, you start to get into the 21s and the 25s, and you're yeah. starting to get overpowered. Yeah, and there's always a goes, sweet spot with goes, every whiskey, right? Right. Know. Then it goes. So maybe that 18 is that real sweet spot for me of these. And maybe once I get to the the older ones, maybe then it gets too oaky or. You know the tannins of the wood will come out too much or something. You know? I'm pretty sure 18 was the, definitely your sweet spot. That oh, would, that would explain what you look like right now. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes, yeah. yes, but um, you know I can really appreciate the 18. So yeah, I mean it's uh, it's a very good wine, and uh, 
Have you guys experienced scotches getting overwooded in in the twenties, thirties, and forty yes. years? Yes. 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 I've I've had ones that cost an absolute fortune that I tasted and I was just so happy that someone else had paid for it. Uh, but you know, I've had the same thing in bourbons. Yeah. And and, and I've had the same the thing time. in rise and I've had the same thing in, 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 you know, lots of different whiskeys. So it happens all the time. They let them go a year, two years. And I think maybe the master distiller is thinking, well, maybe if I let it go another year or something, and all of a sudden it, mm-hmm. it just, it's just past that point. And I think there's, you know, after you get past a point, there's no return. I don't know what you can do to save it, you know? So whether not it, much, whether, yeah, nothing yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, you can do their, you know, there's been a few bottlings recently from Kentucky where they took some stuff that you just know was past its prime and over oaked and they ran it through a press filter about 14 times and, you know, took some of the wood out of it and unfortunately stripped some of the flavors out of it as well. But, um, you know, it's, Again, once it that goes, might, it goes. That might be some people's flavor profile of that that over woodiness, you know, that, that and again, chew, into yeah. a, chew into a piece of wood, you know. Yeah. There are people who love that. Right. There are people right. who absolutely it's, love that licking a carpenter's floor kind of flavor. They love something that tastes yeah. like an old board. Right. Um, you know, every, each and every, everybody's different. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, some. I mean, you guys like the 12 a lot more than me. I like the 18 better. So, I mean, it's. Yeah, I've you know, had some so older. Does. I've had some older whiskeys, scotches, bourbons, and everything that were just not my thing. But it doesn't mean that they're wrong. You know, it just means it's not for me. You right. know, each yeah. person has their own preference. There's a difference between something that's a flavor profile that doesn't work for you and something that's just bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I mean, I've I've had some whiskeys that were just bad. It didn't matter what you did to it; it was not going to be good. Um, I've had some that I tasted and I went, yeah, "Not my thing." But I certainly could see, you know, it's the same thing with anything. I've had wines that I thought were, you know, just not for me. I've had beers that I thought were not for me. I mean, um, I know the guys on, on on our show, there's quite a few of them who do the Suds episodes who are big fans of the sour beers. I don't get it. It tastes like I had my first spoiled sour beer. beer. You know, I just, I yeah. don't get it. I mean, I, I, you know, I like the occasional, you know, sweet tart or something, but I, I just don't want it in a beer. Um, but again, it's just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it's wrong. You know, it just it's what you like. Yeah. You know, so long as somebody's buying it, then you know you're making something that that somebody likes. You know, and it's something that's decent. Right. And you can see where this is appealing to a lot of people. This is uh, appealing to the masses right here. Yeah. Yeah. Did we? Did we do our? Sips right for the eighteen. No, no, I don't think we did You've a sip rating on this. All right, we're going to be giving it three sips. Interesting. Interesting, because some people were more, some people were less. But hopefully, uh, by the time this goes to air, they will be deeply in the throes of the British Open. So they are the official uh, malt whiskey of the British Open this year. So well, and for the next with them. For the next five years. So if uh, you ever get a chance to go to the Royal St. Andrews and play proper golf, not the stuff that these two guys do. Redneck golf behind the Piggly Wiggly. Then you can actually <laughs> have some of the Lachlan and enjoy a lovely beverage. So it is, it is, there's good stuff there. Wow. I am stunned. Did you just, did that just come out of him? No, I, I swear. Somebody didn't hold the tobacco leaf <laughs> to my head. <laughs> 
I am I am shocked. I am absolutely shocked. Well, that's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, iTunes, and Spreaker, our native media host. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is ask Alexa, Siri, or Google to play podcasts, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Be sure to tap subscribe on the show and it will always be on your phone. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at SipsudSmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of views. You will be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms as well. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. Thank you. I'm grabbing my three wood and going to play some redneck golf. You're grabbing your wood? Three. <laughs> okay, then. <sighs> Speaking of wood, thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. I'm ready for some haggies and neeps for breakfast. Don't make the Scottish and me come out. <laughs> thank you, Justin. Thank you. Looking forward to some uh, shortbread after the wrap. All right. And for Sip, Suds, and Smokes, this is Made Band Bob, and we thank you for joining us. And remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 